ask yourself, whose life are you living? And then write down each of those four areas at spirituality, if you want to, of your life and then check in, like, how are you feeling about it? Maybe three areas you don't hustle in, only one. And so you need to redefine what that looks like. Hustle life is not everything. I do feel like it was sent to burn women out and make us feel like we got to keep going, 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 going. But you don't have to. You can get just as much done. Just plan and be intentional. Hello and welcome to The Social Acre Show. I'm your host, Terry, principal and founder of The Social Acre Agency. This podcast is home for trailblazers and unconventional doers for all things business, entrepreneurship, mindset, and motivation. You will hear the honest edges of entrepreneurship, tools and habits to help grow yourself and your business, solo episodes for myself, as well as expansive stories from a wide range of guest speakers. Each week, you will leave feeling like you're not alone on the journey to wanting more. You can expect to feel inspired and empowered to get off the fence and take action. So pull up a chair and join the conversation. Hello and welcome back to the Social Laker Show. Today I have the honor of being here with Ashley Calhoun, life change coach and founder of the F the Hustle community. We are diving into how to break free from the societal pressures of the hustle culture and discover your unique path to success and fulfillment. Ashley, I'm so pumped to be here with you today. I'm going to hand it right over to you. Tell my audience who you are, what you love to do, and a little bit about how you got started with entrepreneurship. Oh my goodness. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I do appreciate this opportunity. I'm Ashley Calhoun. I am a life change coach. And how did I start entrepreneurship? Well, it was a journey. I had always had entrepreneurship in me, but I was so tied to the safety of having a nine to five and a real job. until one day my husband was like, I was up for like a really big promotion. I had been working my whole career towards this. And we just made a decision that it wasn't worth it. And he was like, I don't want to hear you coming home and complaining. This is just not for you. You're meant to be an entrepreneur. And I was like, but this job is safe. It's a safe paycheck. Mm -hmm. And he was like, no, it's not. They could wake up tomorrow and decide they don't like the color your hair is Mm -hmm. and let you go. I was like, damn, that is so true. So entrepreneurship is not for everybody. I don't tell everybody, dive into it, do it. It's just the path that was right for me. Mm-hmm. And that is how I got into it. I've got two kids. They're 10 years apart. And it works for my lifestyle. I also take care of my in-laws. So it just works for what we needed in our household. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, it takes courage to leave the comfort and the stability a nine to five. So, I mean, pat yeah. yourself on the back for that girlfriend because- <laughs> I think a lot of people, you know, we hear them talk about it. We hear the stories of how I left my nine to five, started it in the entrepreneurial world, but we don't see and experience what that transition is actually like. Can you share a little bit more about that? You know, that pivoting from that safety and now starting to something that essentially is making your nervous system go bonkers. 
<laughs> I was about to say that. I was like, everybody, you see all these posts where they make entrepreneurship look glamorous. It, there is nothing, there's nothing glamorous about it, except that you're your own boss. That's the glamour in it. But yeah, I started this journey in 2018. And it started with me helping my daughter at the time, who was six, waste a lot of our money because she wanted to be a YouTuber and have a clothing line. Within six months, she was like, I don't want to do that anymore. But I was diving into her to ignore having to deal with what I really wanted to do. Right. So I went, I got my, I spent a year in a program, got my coaching certification and business was good, but I was like, well, maybe this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Maybe I should go do shiny object syndrome. Maybe I should go back into real estate. So I got back into real estate. And at a time where my business was doing really good, I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, this is not, this is what I'm good at, but it's not what I'm great at. Mm -hmm. And if I'm doing things for me that serve me, then I need to be doing what I'm great at. So there were many pivots between 2018 and today, 2023. Included in those pivots was figuring out who my people are. What's my community? Who should I be talking to? And it's not necessarily what you think it is. Yeah. So yeah, after hustle just kind of came from my life. Like I was always a work myself in the ground kind of person. Then I realized, wait a minute, you don't have to live life like this. And I was always, the career that I was really successful in, I realized that, well, I knew while I was doing it, I was good at it, but it's not what I was happy doing. And I was only doing it because it looked great. Mm. It looked good. Yeah, I completely understand that because that's been part of my experience as well. I know when I first started my business, it was very much like, okay, what's in demand? What can make me money? And eventually, like, it takes time to have that awakening of like, wow, I've had the biggest revenue year of my life, but I am not happy. And like that awakening is life changing. And that's what I'm experiencing right now. And you get to the point where you're like, you have to scale back and be okay with that because you're working on something that actually matters. Soul fulfilling, purpose fulfilling. And now the work that you do moving forward, it's like the money just comes effortlessly because you're not doing shit that you hate. And that evolution is so beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. That evolution is so beautiful. And I think that when we first started out in business, we want to have the perfect logo, the perfect brand, the perfect everything. And I wish people would give themselves more space to evolve and like trust the process. I'm recovering right now from having a lot of that like bulldozing energy. Like it hadn't needed to be done yesterday. And I'm trying to lean in and like trust the process of I'm at where I'm at. And that's the only thing that you can control. So I love that, you know, your journey has been full of pivots which it's, it's challenging. It's frustrating. It's hard, but it's literally part of the process. So thank you for part of the process. Yeah. No problem. F the hustle community. Tell me a little bit about how, how can someone begin to kind of break free? Like we're talking about right now from that hustle culture and regain a little bit more control of their life. The most powerful thing that you can do is ask yourself one question and that's whose life are you living? When you, (laughs) when you ask yourself that question and you may have to do it 20 times a day 
But when you ask yourself that question, it helps you reset. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not doing this because it brings me joy or because it's what I feel like I should be doing. I'm doing this because it's what my mother said I should do or it's what a counselor said I should do. It's what somebody along the way, it's what social media said I should do. And you have to figure that out first. What shouldn't you be doing? There's power in figuring out what you shouldn't be doing than focusing on what you should be doing because the shoulds kind of come up. You asked me a question earlier and it was, um, what do I like to do? Over the past two months, a lot of people have been asking me that question. And they were like, oh, well, you're passionate about your kids. I was like, no, I love my kids, but I'm not passionate. That's not like my passion. And they were like, okay, well, maybe you love to do, I don't know. They kept telling me things like, what about sports? And I was like, I like watching it, but I don't like playing it. And it took, it was hard. It took me some time to really figure out that I don't want to be in a box. I don't like to sew or to, or to paint. I like to do things that set my soul on fire. Mm. Things that make me feel like a kid again. Things that let me feel free and not that entrepreneurial anxiety always following me around. Mm -hmm. And so when I was able to define that, then I was able to say, okay, well, I'm going to go do this today and I'll go do this tomorrow. I love that. I think people like you and I, correct me if I'm wrong here, but this is something Mm -hmm. I struggle with. I've always struggled in the entrepreneurial space with the concept of having a niche. Like, yes, that shit is, I'm sorry, I'm gonna say it. That shit is bullshit to me because humans are meant to change. And I think a niche is another way of keeping you in a box. I think niches work wonders for some people. And if you're listening and you have a niche and it's working for you, have at her. I'm not the kind of person that feels safe to express myself in a niche because you end up talking about the same thing on repeat, even though you've changed so much since the business you built two years ago, there's this big disconnect. And I feel like more and more people are starting to show up and talk about their truth. They're talking about their pivots. They're talking about what lights them up and taking their audience with them. So I think what I've noticed over the past two years, as my brand has changed so much, my desires have changed so much. My services have changed so much. I'm so hesitant to talk about it online because when we're in a niche, we're in this box of like, okay, everybody sees me as an authority in social media, but I outgrew that two years ago. But because I, I niche down so hard, I feel like, like tight, like, like you have to be loyal to that niche. I can't express myself. Yeah. So I don't know. What's your, what's your take on that? I would say you are hundred percent right. I struggled with (laughs) having to have a niche and that kind of also kind of holds your business back because you're stuck like oh I only can talk to this this group of people it Mm -hmm. wasn't until I found like the most amazing marketing business coach and he was like Ashley you got to focus on your people not a niche like who is your community and I was like oh wait a minute okay (laughs) this is hard and I was so frustrated and he was like it's not going to come to you overnight it's just not it yeah. was it was the most frustrating experience, but now I can show up and I can say what's on my mind. And the people who roll with F the hustle, fuck the hustle, right? I say F to be politically correct, are going to be attracted to me because they're like, wait a minute, let's do this. Yes, she's right. 
it's not that they're all doctors or they're all entrepreneurs. It's that they, that a message resonates with them. Are you tired of wondering what your next steps are or if you're on the right track? You're not alone. And I've created this resource just for you. Our memorable brand audit workbook takes an in-depth look at your brand and considers your offer suite, brand strategy, visual identity, customer experience, and your marketing and visibility initiatives. The goal is to support your brand growth by evaluating what's working, what needs improvement, and what to continue doing. Let this be a resource for you to outline, structure, refine, and elevate your brand from top to bottom. Head to the show notes to grab your free workbook and get started building your memorable brand today. And part of being an entrepreneur is creativity. And creativity is many things. It's like, I like to get my hair done. I like to get my nails done. I like to paint. I like to create art on the weekends. I like to renovate my house. Like These are all parts of me that make me the business owner that I am, that make me, you know, work with my clients a certain way. And I think that we need to stop hiding those parts of ourselves. The things we do on the weekend where we tap into our creative side and we, I don't know, put a floral arrangement together or whatever it is that you do that helps you get creative, show that side of yourself. Girl, let me tell you, I... I used to hide that side of me and I've just gotten comfortable with it. You know what? This is me. Like it or leave it. You're going to start getting all of me. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a brand. When you Mm. can show everyone the fact that you're a multifaceted, multi-passionate human being and you're not just one thing. And I'm not necessarily saying like speak to the masses because I don't I don't know how well that works either. But I am mm-hmm. saying show up truly authentically you, and that will create a community that you actually love. Yeah. So if you're starting in business as a social media manager, and two years later you're still trying to be an authority as a social media manager, yet you've grown personally so much, your community is going to feel really disconnected and unaligned because you probably don't like talking about social media strategy anymore. So. Oh. Yeah, like leaving that space to evolve. And I think that starts by showing the other side of you outside Mm -hmm. of, you know, just being behind your laptop, which I love. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Something I'm excited to chat with you about is the four paths to mastering your life by design. Can you kind of explain what these paths are and how they lead to personal transformation? Yeah. So I say four paths because there's some that I'm just not going to touch on and people can add a path if they want to, but they are relationships, work, money, and health. When you can dig into each one of those areas of your life, and I mean platonic and intimate relationships, just relationships, period. You and I are in relationship now because we're working together and we're doing this. So when you can dig into each of those areas of your life, how you show up, What's happened in your past that shifted how you show up and then what you want that to look like and then doing the work to make it look like that, you'll see a huge transformation. Sometimes we just go, 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 go. And we don't realize we've adopted rules from how we grew up that weren't really rules mm-hmm. or from society that, that just kind of started sticking with us. And we got to stop and pause and do those checks. You don't have to work on all areas at the same time. It's almost impossible to work on all areas at the same time. 
Yeah. But you pick what you want to work on and you work on it. Yeah. I love that. I think when you think about the the four paths to mastering your life by design, it's all relative to like how you show up in your business too. Whether you're talking about your romantic partnership, your relationship with your mom, like I've noticed, I've been doing a lot of inner work the past three years and it's incredible how much of the outside world and what we've learned growing up bleeds into how we run and how we show up for our business. I just think that it's mind blowing. Like it's the tip of the iceberg, really. It is. Yeah. I think a lot of how I started in business and I don't know what your journey has been like. I'd love to know that about you as well, but it was very like ego driven money. Like let's just get it done. Hustle culture. And when you get away from that, I think you realize you were creating something you didn't even really love because of what someone else told you or what you learned. And it comes crashing down and then you sit there wondering why. And it's well because you did what your dad told you to do. Yes. Or you did what you felt would attract the money. And mm-hmm. I can totally agree with what you're saying. Like I was going through old website content, old websites, and I was like, oh, cringy. But I didn't know any other way because I hadn't started doing the work on myself. Yeah. It's it's hard. It's hard to pause because you feel like you're missing out on something. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're missing money. Yeah. Or you, you essentially feel like, you know, that feeling of being behind, I think, can really strap you down sometimes and, and make you feel full of guilt and full of shame that you're not yes. hustling. Yep. Um, for the longest time I've, I've had to accept that I am a very soft and emotional person and I have not allowed that in my business wow. enough. And imagine if I did allow that in my business, how things could change, how my services could change, my relationships could blossom. And I think we're all walking around with such tight guards around us that we don't often tap into that enough, but when we do, it changes everything for the better. Yeah. Oh, that's powerful. (laughs) So you have a strong passion for success, both in your life and in helping others achieve it. So tell me some maybe common misconceptions about success that you've encountered or that you've had yourself and how can our listeners start to maybe redefine their understanding of it to better suit their lifestyle? All right. Success. This is going to sound so simple, but I uncovered this in therapy. Success can be ever evolving. And I think sometimes we realize, well, I define this is what success looked like to me when I was 19. And so I'm still stuck on, this is what I set up for me. This is what I said I wanted. And this is what I have to get. Mm-hmm. And right before my son, he's two now, was born. I had this plan. It was going to work. It was amazing. I had a rough pregnancy. He was born. I had a rough time. I had a rough postpartum period, but I was still stuck on that plan. And I didn't realize because that that's what I had defined success as. And I didn't realize that I needed to redefine it. And it's been redefined for me twice since he was born in two years. Not that I've necessarily changed what I'm doing so much, but the outcomes of what I'm looking for. And this is the first time where everything just feels like it's taking form and it's right for me and my family. Because I have to be happy. If mama's not happy, nobody's happy. (laughs) (laughs) I like that rule of thumb. (laughs) Like, how do you define success after you've, you know, it's evolved twice now since the birth of your son? And and how has, what does that look like for you? It's so simple now. It used to be 
because I, I this is a misconception. Like, first of all, people have to define it for themselves. You can't take anybody else's definition. But for me, it used to be very money driven. Everything was driven by that goal line, the dollar sign of what I wanted to make. And now it's driven by things that I am passionate about and set my soul on fire and will ultimately keep me happy while still providing for myself and my family. Mm-hmm. Love it. It's simple, but it's more soul fulfilling, I'm sure. And it yeah. feels better every day. I love that. So in wrapping up, I always love to ask this question about advice that you would give to someone who is maybe just starting their journey, which is such a vulnerable and sensitive time. How can they break free from that hustle culture and take control of their life by design? I know it's a hard Mm -hmm. one to answer because when you're just starting, I think that's when the hustle culture mentality is at its peak. So what are your thoughts there? First thing I would say is maybe hustle culture works for you. So figure that out. But if you don't think that hustle culture works for you, know that you can get just as much done as somebody who is running themselves in the ground. Just if you start living an intentional and purpose driven life. So I would say really stop, ask yourself, whose life are you living? And then write down each of those four areas at spirituality, if you want to of your life and then check in like how are you feeling about it maybe three areas you don't hustle in only one and so you need to redefine what that looks like hustle life is not everything I do feel like it was sent to burn women out and make us feel like we got to keep going 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 Mm. but you don't have to you can get just as much done just plan and be intentional (laughs) <laughs> I love it. Well, and, okay. And wrapping up, where can my audience, where can they find you? Where can they connect with you? Yes. Instagram and TikTok, f.the.hustle. Or you can visit asherecoach.com or fthehustle.com. Pick which one. <laughs> love it. Thank you so much for being here today, Ashley. I absolutely love this conversation. And for those listening to you, you can find all of Ashley's links in the show notes. TikTok, all the things. So make sure you connect with her. And this was, this was absolutely amazing. Thank you for being here. Thank you. You guys, I am so grateful you're here and I would love to hear from you. Screenshot your podcast app and tag the social like a show in your Instagram stories. Let me know what you loved about this episode. I cannot wait to hear from you. And if you feel so moved, please leave me a review. I would be so stoked to hear from you so I can continue to produce episodes you will love. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week. Bye everyone.